Hi, this is Rosalinda, the host of Faith Fuel Podcast, the show where we hear voices of people transforming the world for Jesus. Pastors, leaders, entrepreneurs, and world changers. So sit down, relax, or keep it driving. It's time to get some wholehearted, wide open, and yes, sometimes side-splitting encouragement and direction for your life. So get ready to get fired up. Hello, hello, hello. It's Rosalinda, and it's springtime. I am so excited because I'm going to talk to you today about blooming. Do you realize that sometimes God just wants you to bloom? right where you're planted. And it can be a lot harder than we think because sometimes we want that open door. We want that new opportunity. God, give me a fresh start. Give me something new to do with my life. And God is saying, right where you are, I've got big plans. Now, you may not like that advice, but just let me get going on this. And here, lessons that we can learn from the Bible and just some personal stories that I've learned about blooming right where you are. One of them is my mom. You know, I've learned so much from my mom, Carmen, and um, she is so awesome. You guys keep me in prayer and keep our family in prayer because she's getting ready to get on dialysis. And this is a woman of God that has just served the Lord. She's such a warrior. Uh, But growing up, she was an amazing, amazing gardener of all kinds of things, but roses, that was her thing. And When I would wake up early in the morning for school, she was already outside watering the rose garden. And sometimes late at night when that sun went down, she was out there taking care of the roses. And the roses were so amazing because they were huge. If you open up your palm, literally from tip to tip of all your fingertips, that is how big, if you spread your hand out, these rows, the heads of these roses were. And people would drive by our house and they would literally try to buy the roses off of her. And she, of course, if you know my mom, she's a giver, would be like, there is no way you're going to pay me for these roses. She would cut some yellow and red and pinks and purples and pull them all together and give it to them. I mean, guys trying to impress their girlfriends. Uh, You know, you had people that were visiting people in the hospital and they just wanted some roses and my mom loved it. And so literally we had this fence and there was thousands and thousands and thousands, when I tell you more than you could count, roses that were all over that that fence and the yard. Uh, But the one thing that my mother never did She made a commitment, first of all, to fertilize her own soil, but she never looked at the neighbor's yard and was like, oh, if I I could just plant my rose garden in their yard, my roses would be so much better. But what she did is she knew the land that God gave her. She knew her turf, right? And so she made a commitment to fertilize the soil where she planted the seed. Can you imagine if she planted a seed and then just went on to the next yard and went on to the next yard and went on to some other project. Those roses would have never grown into the beautiful, beautiful uh, rose garden that it became. And so she didn't abandon the seed, okay? She took care of the roses right where she planted them. And so here's the thing is that sometimes we're busy looking on to the next opportunity or on board, I really don't feel useful. I don't know, maybe my season's done. And we get into this mindset, you know? And we're just looking for another opportunity and another door. But God wants us to bloom 
where we're planted. You guys hear me? Bloom where you're planted. So look, it is springtime, and if you come to my house, I have this window, and this is how I always know springtime is back. These poor little birds, they just like fly into the window and then fall down, fly into the window and fall down, and it goes on and on and on and on. And it wakes me up, but I go, wow, I can hear the birds chirping. I can see the flowers. Oh my gosh, the pollen is out. We're in Virginia, a lot of flowering trees. But what I love about it is that it's like, it's time to start all over again. So I call my husband, I'm like, yo, we have got to go to Costco. Uh, they have those uh, knockout roses and you don't have to do very much. It blooms all the time, 10 months out of the year. And so we bought 12 of them, and I was like, we are definitely starting a rose garden, but um, it's either knockout roses or plastic flowers in my yard. Yep, you heard it here, um, because I'm not that green thumb. But I am committed to what I start. And so that's what I want to talk to you guys about today, is there is there's something great about changing seasons, um, and I love the whole fresh start thing, but God wants to do a great thing right where you are. But sometimes there are seasons that it feels like we're stuck in a winter. Have you, have you ever felt like, you know, nothing's changing? You know what happens is sometimes we go through these moments in our life where we feel like there's just no way anything new is coming in our life. And if we're not careful, then we're always looking for something new. You, you don't feel fulfilled. So you're like, Lord, if you, know, if you could just do this for me, I'll finally be happy. Or maybe there's something new that you can give me, God, in my life, and then I can finally reach my full potential. And sometimes we, we try to fill the void with everything except for being content right where we are in the Lord. So maybe you're like me and you just start praying. You're like, God, if you just give me a better car, you know, I'll be on time. If you would make my friends not so cranky, I'd be really nice to them. If you would just give me some more talent, I would teach children's church, you know, or I would sing in the choir. And we start going through this list um, to God, like, God, give me some more money and I'll make sure that I give to you and give to the church and the missions. But when our lives don't change, then it feels like, like a literal Groundhog Day. You're just kind of waking up over and over and week after week month after month, year after year, it feels like we're just doing the same thing all over again. And so then we stop trying and we beg God for a new springtime in our life. And I get it. Like sometimes it stinks. Like you just, you don't want to deal with old relationships and, you know, things that didn't go right the first time. And you're like, you get to a point in your mind. And I know I have like, you know what? I'm done. I've already given this enough attention. And so, you know, we end up quitting in the space that God has us. You know, I had a friend at the house the other day, and she's like true blue Italian cook. And she opened up my freezer. We were getting things out. And she was like, what are those? And girl, there was frozen dinners in my freezer. And she was like, what is that? And I was like, sometimes I'm tired. I don't feel like starting a whole meal up. And I just want something easy. And we get in this rut, right? Because we're just tired and we don't have an ounce of energy to do anything new. Well, in the Bible, we can learn firsthand from Paul. 
And Paul, you know, this is a man of God. He encouraged the early Corinthian church. And he teaches us through that moment when we read the word that following God doesn't always mean he's going to switch things around for you. It doesn't always mean he's going to change your circumstance. In fact, Paul says in Corinthians 7, 24, everybody, you should just stick with God no matter what you're going through. No matter where he's called you, you need to just stay content in the Lord. And look, I do agree there are those moments where God's calling you to do big things. Maybe it's a move. Maybe it's a new job. Uh, maybe it's a relationship that's just gone south and you need to get out of. But the other times, the only door God opens is the one you've been walking through. I want to say that one more time. Sometimes the only door that God opens is the one you've already walked through. And he's asking us to just trust in him and believe in him. Listen to me, friends, okay? Listen to what I'm saying, all right? Listen, listen. That's what my kids say. My name is Rosalinda, but they go, listen, Linda, listen, listen, listen. The only door that God opens may be the one you're already walking through. So what does that mean? That we got to be content where we are. I mean, sure, cool things, new springs, new moments, they're exciting. But maybe that looks like just staying in a job where you're a light. I mean, think about that. Do you, do you think that God didn't know where you were going to work? Sometimes we're so trying to get out of that space. And he goes, hey, 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 brother, hey, sister, you're the light in that darkness. I know it's a mess. I know that it's toxic. But you're the person I put you there so you can bring the light and change the environment. You know, sometimes being still and being put, right, staying put could mean finding opportunities to serve and share God's love in your local community. Just yesterday, I had the head of the National Guard come visit me, and he's doing this whole movement to help with people dealing with addiction. He's like, girl, I, I, I had to call you because I know you've been doing this. I got to come meet with you because New Life, your whole outreach, your Mercy House for the women and the men, they've got to be a part of this. And so in pandemic, it's not like we're traveling everywhere. It's a season God has us to go, you know what? If I'm here, I'm going to make an impact in my community. I'm going to make an impact in my church. I'm going to make an impact in the lives of my friends. You know, so maybe it means staying still and blooming where you're planted. Maybe it means that you've got to work on relationships that haven't been working out in the past. So look, instead of begging God for better soil, more sunlight, or some amazing fertilizer, we let's watch him do amazing things by being faithful right where you are. And so you can't worship the power of your circumstance and the power of God's promises at the same time. I'm gonna say that again. You can't worship the power of your circumstance and the power of God's promises at the same time. You know, for, for women, I know, maybe not so much for men, but we are so easily distracted by voices that we listen to. And so instead of listening to our worry, oh, this isn't going to work. Oh, I hate where I am. Oh, there's nothing new. Let's listen to the voice of God. So how do you do that? The more you pray and the more you hear from him, the more you're going to recognize his voice. 
I'll never forget my kids did this commercial for my husband's mortgage company and it was really cute. It was set to an old theme song of a show called The Love Boat. I know some of y'all know what I'm talking about. And their voices were so unique that people recognize them. And so we're out to pizza and a lady leans over. She was like, oh my gosh, are you the kids from the commercial? Now, she probably had heard that commercial over and over again. But she recognized something she was familiar with. And so if you're having a hard time recognizing the voice of God in your life, it's because you got to spend more time becoming familiar with him. So, you know, the question that I had to kind of come to grips with and ask myself is how will I respond when God wants me to stop and just wait on him? And I'm going to come back to that question. But in the Bible, we learn about a couple who didn't really wait on God too well. And in the beginning, Abraham and Sarah, they're given this promise. God says, I'm going to bless you. You're going to have more babies than you can count. <laughs> he says, I'm going to bless you with descendants the two that are too numerous to count. And they become impatient. And Sarah's laughing at God and says, how in the world am I going to become pregnant? And my man, that man is so old, he's about dead. But Here's the deal. We do just like Sarah. We do Abraham and Sarah. And they decide to take things in their own hands. So Sarah is now talking to her husband. And she's like, look, ain't no way I'm having a baby. Why don't you sleep with my handmaiden, Hagar? And they wanted to help God out. How many times are we trying to help God out? And he does not need your help. Can I say that again? He does not need your help. Well, in their disobedience, they launch so many things that cause pain and strife. And the Bible actually tells us that they laughed at God's promise. God promised to give them a new child. The lives of Abraham and Sarah are full of lessons that we can learn from. But the question is, will you learn are you ready to bloom right where you're planted? What well, Abraham and Sarah had to come to that point in their life and they believed God was faithful to his promise. He stepped out on faith. He begins to follow God's leading and Sarah believes that God is faithful and that if he says he can give me a child, then I'm going to believe on that. And so as they begin to believe on God, God does what he said he would do. Oh, I want to tell you that again, friend. If he says he's going to do it, that sounds like a song. He's going to do it, okay? And God honored their faith. So looking at their lives really caused me to ask myself that question I mentioned a minute ago. How am I going to respond when God calls me to stop and wait on him? You are listening to this podcast. You're listening through YouTube, wherever you're, you're following this. The question that I have for you is are you ready to stop looking for open doors other places and start growing and fertilizing and blooming where God's got you planted? Are you ready to listen to his way even if it's not your own? You know, at the end of that story in the Bible in Genesis, there's a, there's a little verse in there that maybe is not quoted very often, but I caught it and I was like, this is so good, I can't even take it. And it says this in verse 13 and 14. The Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Why did she say, will I really have a baby now that I'm old? Is 
anything too hard for me? I could hear God saying it now. Yo, do you know who you're dealing with? Is anything too hard for me? I'm going to return to you at the appointed time next year. Sarah will have a son. God made a promise. Now watch this, verse 15. Sarah was afraid. Ooh, there's been times that I've been afraid of God because I've been disobedient. I haven't had faith or maybe I've doubted. Well, the Bible says Sarah's afraid, so she lied. Girlfriend lied to God and said, I didn't laugh, but the Lord says, yes, you did. Yes, you did. You know, I want, I want you to hear that. Yes, you did. You did have a lack of faith. Yes, you did. Look for another opportunity when God gave you a great one. Yes, you did have doubt when God said, I'm big enough and I can make this happen. Yes, you did turn the other way when God said, wait a minute, I already moved a mountain for you. Don't you remember? Don't you remember when I healed you? Don't you remember when I healed your child? Don't you remember when I provided for you? Look, what we know is this. The Lord may delay his promises, but he'll never deny them. You know, here's the deal. I need us. We got to do this together. We got to say this and we have to understand that just like the breathtaking beauty of a rose in a full bloom, God wants us to bloom into magnificent pictures of glorious beauty. And so we have to believe this. We have to put our faith and trust in the Lord. We got to know that where he has us is where he put us. And this is where you can bloom. In Ephesians, it says this, Ephesians 2.10, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for the work you're doing. And you know, I wrote this declaration of faith. Look, these are my words, but they're for you. I just believe God is, he just wants to touch somebody that's listening right now. And so you just repeat after me and it says, I declare that God will accelerate his plan for my life. As I wait upon him during this new season, I will accomplish my dreams faster than I thought possible because I will strive to be content where I'm planted. It won't take years for me to become the woman you want me to be because I will fertilize the soil where you have planted me. I celebrate your purpose and your desire for my life because God is doing things faster than before. He will give me victory sooner than I think. He has blessings that will thrust me years ahead. I am happy right where I am I will bloom where you have planted me. This is my declaration. Let me just tell you, I hope you're as fired up as I am. God wants to do big and great and bold things in your life. He wants you to bloom right where you are. It can happen. Don't say, hey, Rosalinda, this can't happen. You don't know my life. I know. I know some of us are in toxic situations that God is going to open a door and you're going to come out of. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, you know, you're bored with what's around you and you're looking for new stuff. And God's saying, man, if you dig a little deeper, if you'd water what I've given you, if you will just spend some time getting to know me, you're going to feel more fulfilled, more passionate than you have ever felt in your life. I am praying for you. I'm believing that God's got great things for you. So just join me in this prayer right now. 
Lord, I pray you touch the listeners today, that you will help them understand that if they'll bloom where you planted them, they're going to be a beautiful and bold and amazing flower, just and letting off sunlight and joy and love. And God, you have purpose for them. Lord, if there's somebody broken that just, uh, just feels hopeless about where they are right now, if it's toxic, if it's not where they should be, I pray that you would show them because there are some of us that need to move, Lord God. But for the rest of us, Lord God, that have been sitting where we are for a long time, help us to recalculate where we are, to do an inventory, Lord God, of what you've done in our lives, to praise you for the purpose and be passionate, Lord God, about what you want to use us for your glory, how you want to use us for your glory. And I just praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, hey, I'm blooming. It's springtime. It's going to be amazing. If this podcast is touching your life, make sure you share it with somebody. Can you take the time and review a girlfriend's podcast? Do you realize if it doesn't get enough ratings, iTunes will not even put it up where people can find it. So thank God we've had tens of thousands of downloads. We're excited about building this program and you're a part of it. I want to also ask that if this ministry is touching you in any way and you want to make a donation, go to rosalinda.live. Help us put this podcast on platforms all over the world. We believe God is going to do great and mighty things in your life. I love you. Remember this, when you put your trust in God, He will always fuel your faith. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get more at rosalinda.live. If you experience it, we'll examine it. If God's word says it, we'll stand on it. And when you're feeling faint, we are here with your faith fuel. I'm Rosalinda Rivera. We'll chat again soon. This podcast was brought to you by New Life for Adults and Youth, celebrating 50 years of restoring broken lives. If you or a family member has been struggling with addiction, New Life for Adults and Youth is the answer. Visit them at newlife.center.